Hello and welcome to episode four of Community Roundabout, the podcast from Mount Evelyn and District's Community Bank branch of Bendigo Bank. My guest today is Roger Bonnes from Mount Evelyn RSL, the Returned and Services League. Hello, Roger. How are you? Yes, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Roger's been president for uh, about 11 years. I'm just going to let Roger tell you a bit about what they do and how we as a branch have been able to support their branch. So over to you, Roger. Thank you. Well, I'd just like to say in opening that the Mount Evelyn sub-branch over the years has formed a very strong and warm relationship with the community Bendigo Bank. And um, this relationship has continued to prosper because the Bendigo Bank has community in its business model and the Mount Evelyn RSL um, believes that every, every vibrant community should have a fully functioning RSL. So over the years, we've um, really gone from strength to strength with all our community groups and particularly the Bendigo Bank. So we're very, very... Um, thrilled to have the Bendigo Bank functioning in our community and um, we support everything that they do. They do a wonderful job for our community. <clears throat> the RSL's primary role is the welfare of veterans and their families in our community and that's what we do and it takes many forms. And the Bendigo Bank has assisted the RSL wherever possible with our community projects. I'll give you some idea. Um, Mount Evelyn RSL has got a relationship with the Shire of Yarra Rangers. And what that relationship is, is that we've taken on the role of looking after Hardy House, which is a community hall in our RSL. And um, what we do with Hardy House is we let it out to all of the community groups. And if you've been to Hardy House, um, in the winter it's freezing cold, it's an older style hall, and in the summer it's hot. And um, because we have so many of the community groups using the hall, we went to the community bank and asked if we could, if they could assist us with a um, split system air conditioning system, which they readily agreed. But just to show you, you know, the compassion that the bank has, at that particular time, the bank couldn't fund the whole of the project. But they, they came up with seven, seven about um, six eighths of the cost, and we were able to meet the remainder. So that was really one of our most expensive projects that the bank and ourselves um, entered into. Uh, just for your own information, uh, the cost of those um, split systems was $7,600, which you can appreciate isn't something that you can just conjure up overnight. Um, one of the other things that, that um, the RSL was, was um, involved in, we'd been developing the Mount Evelyn um, RSL Park, if you like, into the Mount Evelyn uh, Memorial Park. 
and we'd been in negotiations with the, through the state government and the American government in securing one of their artillery pieces. And that had been going on for six years. And um, the hold-up, as we found out right at the end of the process, was we had to decommission the artillery gun because the American government was frightened that ex-service organisations like ourselves may have passed the gun on to terrorist groups. And so it had to be decommissioned. We had to basically find $4,000 overnight. And we were at our wits end when once again, our community bank stepped in and um, we got the, um, the artillery piece. And you'll see in the park, that's one of our major, major features, as are all of the pedestals with the resurrected, <coughs> excuse me, the resurrected names that were on the Mount Evelyn um, um, Avenue of Honour, uh, which had been cut down for parking purposes and supposedly um, public risk. And so once again, um, we were able to make some pedestals and put the names of those people that were on the Avenue of Honour. One side was Mount Evelyn veterans and the other was Sylvan veterans. And so that's how the, the Mount Evelyn Memorial Park came, came, became a memorial park. So it's a very sacred um, place for all of the community to meet. And uh, on um, Anzac Day, at our dawn services, we can have anything up to 5,000 community members attend. Now, that leads me to another grant <laughs> uh, uh, that the Bendigo Bank um, assists us with. Um, we have a free community breakfast and the um, Mount Evelyn Community Bank has um, been assisting us over the last few years. And it's quite a, um, a big effort. It involves the whole of the community, obviously. Uh, the Mount Evelyn local football netball club ladies, they cook the breakfast. The local community eats the breakfast and the Bendigo Bank um, funds the breakfast. So that's um, another really, really um, good community event that's very, very well funded and supported thanks to the Bendigo Bank. Um, the other thing, um, more recently, the Bendigo Bank provided um, some monies to assist all of the um, Mount Evelyn community groups to readjust and prepare for the start for when the, they can start operating um, full services again. And recently, those monies uh, we've been able to utilise. Uh, it has been a particularly cold winter. So some of those monies went to um, home maintenance of veterans in our community, particularly cleaning um, um, spouts uh, of all debris, um, also um, repairing spouts and leaking windows, etc. So some of the recent grants have gone that way and some of the money's gone into preparing community care bags. And so they're ready to be um, delivered to all of the aged 
um, veterans and aged uh, community RSL members. So that's all on the go as well. Uh, I'd also just like to mention Montrose as well. The Mount Evelyn RSL is responsible for looking after the good people of Montrose. Um, similarly, the good people of Sylvan and Wandon. And recently, um, with the help from the members, our members in Montrose, the um, Montrose Community Bank, um, Bendigo Bank, came to the fore and uh, refurbished the names on the cenotaph there. So we're very thankful for that. Um, similarly, there's been um, new plaques placed in the park there. And we've recently um, reached agreement with the Chiraviara Rangers uh, to put a, um, a, a light switch which will light up at, at dusk every night so the Australian flag can um, um, be flown there 24-7. And that's a very big thing for the Montrose people. We're ever so grateful. And hopefully those lights and the timer switch has already been been uh, implemented. Um, as far as the meetings um, of the community bank, once again, the annual meetings, um, the community bank does has got a practice of going to different um, community organisations and holding their annual general meeting there. I've been um, in this position, this is the 11th year, uh, I attend most of those annual general meetings of your bank but I can't remember when they last met in Hardy House which is at 49 Birmingham Road as you know. So that's basically what we do and also um, I might just add that um, you know the welfare is our primary responsibility and um, that responsibility is generally met um, by the sale of ANZAC tokens and remembrance poppies twice a year. And so all of that money that's um, generated through those campaigns is spent on welfare. It's not our money, it's public money. But sometimes we don't know um, what the call is going to be in welfare um, as people age and get um, more frail. Uh, a lot of our money uh, is spent on, you know, assisting people when they go into aged care, for instance. We buy furniture for them, TV sets and that sort of stuff. And um, a lot of the money goes to um, um, transportation, you know, for shopping, hospital visits particularly, that sort of stuff. And sometimes that money runs out and the Bendigo Bank um, that those grants that they so generously give from time to time um, assists us to carry our responsibility forward. It's only been in my view or in my time one occasion where we ran out of money and we had to go to Melbourne and hold our cap out. So, um, but generally, you know, we're, uh, we've been lucky you know, that the welfare services that we provide, um, we've been able to meet. And that goes to, you know, buying trailers, um, to, you know, transport uh, mobility scooters, 
Um, that's also, we have a lot of involvement with, with the um, aged care homes um, scope, which you remember used to be the um, 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 intellectually disability kids. So, you know, we, we share our good fortunes with them. Um, they often get our um, donated um, hospital beds and things like that, you know, and patient movers, that sort of thing. And we have a good relationship with the Baronia Veterans Centre, uh, who are always needy. And we have another good relationship with the Veterans Centre down at Frankston. So you can see that the Mount Evelyn RSL, with the help of the Mount Evelyn Bendigo Community Bank, we really um, punch above our weight. So we've got a reputation, we've got a very strong community. And um, what I'd like to say, Gareth, is, is it's through the Bendigo Bank, a lot of those connections with other co community groups occur. So it's not just the money or the grants or the assistance the Bendigo Bank uh, provides, it's also bringing all the groups together. Mm. And Indigo Banks is always there when we have our street parties. It's always been there for the daffodil cancer um, occasions, you know, money raising. And um, we're very thankful because um, one of the things that the Bendigo Bank has recently done for the RSL is assisted with filling up um, the community care bags that are going out um, and we were lucky enough to secure those um, coffee cups um, that aren't disposable. So that's been a fabulous um, venture as well. So look, quite, quite frankly, sometimes when um, David Watt rings me up and says, Roger, I've got some good news for you, I, feel, I really feel, you know, um, honoured and I often feel a little bit embarrassed because, you know, we, we will stand in line um, for the Bendigo Bank's um, generosity, but we, we will also take our turn, unless it's urgent like the gun, unless it's urgent like the split system. So there's a, a pretty good potted history of what the Mount uh, RSL does and uh, the relationship the very special relationship that we enjoy with the Mount Evelyn um, Bendigo Bank, the community bank. So we're very, very thrilled uh, that we live in such a, um, uh, a vibrant community. And that, that all stems from the old days when it was the Shire of Lilydale. None of the funds used to be spent on those horrible people at Mount Evelyn. You know, we had we had to raise our own funds. And um, and the Bendigo Community Bank has kept that on going and those funds going. So I just like to sincerely thank the bank and particularly the staff uh, for their generosity and um, and more, more so with their uh, pudent um, um, managing of all of our funds. So at the moment, I think we've got four accounts running with our Bendigo Community Bank. So well done to the bank, well done to the staff, and well done to you, Gareth, for, for bringing um, these groups together. 
um, and it'll give all of our community a better understanding of how our community works. So thank you very much indeed. Now, did you have any questions? I, I've got a couple, Roger. Yes. Um, at, you, you've answered some of my questions already, but yep. um, one of the things I like to do is get to know a bit more about my guests. So tell, tell us a bit about you, Roger. How did you get involved with the RSL? Um, I was those people in 1966 that got conscripted. So I was subject to the government's raffle. Uh, I've seen the wooden marbles with the numbers on. Uh, they're currently housed at the Viet Vietnam Veterans Museum um, down on Phillip Island. So you can go and see your own marble <laughs> if you were one of the unlucky ones. Um, and I went into recruit training in March 1966 and um, I went to the uh, Pakapunyal Recruit Training Centre where I trained for 10 weeks. Um, then I, um, we were asked what, what particular call we would like to get into. I nominated artillery as the first choice. I nominated engineers as the second choice having building skills and um, I nominated infantry last and uh, I was lucky enough or fortunate enough to be um, taken into the artillery corps uh, from Puckapunyal recruit training I went up to the school of artillery in North Head um, Sydney one of the headlands of Sydney Harbour as you know the beautiful harbour and I spent several weeks there and came out as a battery surveyor. And so from there I went to core training at Wacol, where I was put into 106 Field Battery, 4th Field Regiment. And um, uh, from there, from the core training, I used to go to Tin Can Bay and sit on a feature there called Marilyn. And with my calibrated binoculars, I'd be able to shoot every everything I could see um, from my elevated um, position. I also did um, two training camps up at Shoalwater Bay with with other countries and and the infantry. And um, when um, we were preparing to go to Vietnam, I ended up a a in the forward observation party. So I was the bombardier. Um, I was second in charge to um, a lieutenant who was our um, forward observation post commander. And despite putting my name down for artillery, I spent all of my time in Vietnam um, um, with the infantry. I lived with the infantry. Everywhere the infantry went, I had to go. And so I was at the forefront. When we got into a contact, um, I had to call in the artillery, so in support of them. So I had to know where I was on the ground 24-7. Um, and the idea behind that is no allied troops uh, could operate in Vietnam without two things. One was air support, which we usually had or always had, and the other was artillery support, which I provided and my officers um, provided 
And we also had a team of SIGs that used to send the information to the guns who put it, put it onto their sites and hopefully fired back and, and um, let's hope to goodness our weird references were right. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's my background. And so I still go and have um, army reunions, usually once a year. We have it this year because of the COVID um, threat that our mob usually goes to um, Coolangatta and we stay up there in one of the resorts and um, um, reminisce, reminisce that our artillery group was very well recognised um, and, and awarded. Um, my boss got a military cross for his efforts. One of our SIGs got um, the military medal and um, another one of the infantry um, companies that I supported mostly um, also got military cross and military medal. So it was um, a very, very testing time and I'm just pleased to be a survivor. So <laughs> it's all good. So that's my background, not by choice, not by choice. <laughs> we we uh, just got plucked out of society that I reckon one of the most important times of our lives, you know, we just finished school. Some of us have gone on to further education, tertiary education. Some have got married, some had jobs, some were buying land, some had children, and um, all of a sudden, see you later, mate. Off and you that's go. what happened. <laughs> what, what about the, uh, the actual RSL branch itself, uh, Roger? How long's that been going? Our RSL is 50 years old. Um, we, our RSL was born out of Lilydale RSL. So um, two years ago was our 50th anniversary. Um, once again, we held a, a community um, um, luncheon um, to celebrate the 50 years that the RSL had been running. And it ha actually happened on the same day uh, that Lilydale was having their 100th birthday. But there were some people in from Mount Evelyn who were in Lilydale RSL and they decided to come up to Mount Evelyn and start an RSL. So we've been going 60, uh, 50 years, 50 years plus. So, yeah, we're firmly entrenched in the community. And as I say, um, because of our circumstance, we're able to... Um, assist the rest of the community, not just with letting out the hall, but also providing um, assistance, all their markets, etc., as all with utilising RSL uh, furniture. So all the trestles, the tables, the chairs, and all of that sort of stuff goes out uh, for community events. So we're a pretty, pretty important cog. Mm in, in um, the Mount Evelyn uh, area. Yeah. I would suggest. Yeah. yeah. You, you talked earlier on about uh, the Anzacs, uh, Anzac Day services. Obviously, yeah, this Day, year was, was very different. Uh, because of the COVID, mm. yeah, we, we couldn't have our, um, our community memorial service or parade. And so all we could do was lay a wreath 
and we've got a, a worldwide recognised piper um, who's a member of ours. He played a couple of tunes on the pipes. Uh, we laid a wreath. Um, we said the ode. And a few of the community that were out walking early, um, um, observing social distancing, uh, stood around and watched. It was only a five, ten minute uh, affair. Um, I apologise to the community people that weren't, were there because of, uh, of being unable to have a um, memorial service for them. And the same recently on the 18th was Vietnam Veterans Day, 18th of August, August. And Vietnam Veterans Day is aligned to the Battle of Long Tan when D Company 6RAR um, got into a contact with a regiment, number 274 North Vietnamese Regiment and a battalion of Viet Cong soldiers. And so that's what we align Vietnam Veterans Day with. That was 108, there was 105 Australians and three New Zealanders in that battle. Um, with artillery support and, and armour support. And there was something like um, 1,350, I think, North Vietnamese that they were up against. So we acquitted ourselves very well, mm. very well indeed. And I was very grateful for the Battle of Long Tan because when um, the North Vietnamese were defeated at the Battle of Long Tan, they vowed never to attack the Australian task force again. Well, that was on the 18th of August, 1966, and I arrived there in um, 1967. So um, I was quite very, very happy that that had happened before I got there. The other thing that, that we do at the RSL is, is um, um, we have free community afternoon teas on a Thursday, so people come to that. There is uh, intellectual discussion on Friday evenings from a few of us. <laughs> that goes down very well. And as I say, we're part of every community um, outing, you know. So every year at the Mount Evelyn um, Community um, Fair, every two years, we've got a stall there and we support, as I say, with our furniture. And um, no, it's a very good, it's a very good working community, Mount Evelyn. And um, and you know we've got other traders who are taking a um, bit of a uh, notice of what the community bank does, and they're sort of coming on board as well, and it's very very encouraging, and um, very very welcome. So if you come to Mount Evelyn. The Mount Evelyn Village, you can have a coffee and you'll be very welcome. And hundreds of people do to walk on the Walberton Trail. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, there's so, hundreds of people there. So, Roger, yeah. I was just going to finish off with looking into the future. What's what's ahead for the branch? Um, there's ahead for the branch is, is to ensure, you see, uh, contrary to a lot of people's views, um, with the recent um, conflicts, there's going to be an increase of about 18.2% veterans 
looking for assistance in the next 10 years. Uh, a lot of people think that the RSL could be dying out because since the World, World War II uh, veterans all, uh, all started passing away, there's not very many of them left. And it's really the Vietnam veterans and others that are keeping the, the um, RSL afloat. And so, you know, it's a very important organisation, uh, particularly for veterans' welfare. A lot of veterans uh, don't fare too well when they come out of a war zone. And something that the government has spent a lot of time and effort on is looking after mental health. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of veterans do suicide and, and that's unforgivable. We need to get to those people before they get that low, you know what I mean? Even in Mount Evelyn, there is um, two or three people, uh, ex-veterans, that I had to go and knock on the door and drag them out. Uh, they were sitting home depressed. And, um, you know, if you go and get them up to the RSL, they got the social interac interaction, they got the mateship, and they got all the social activities. So very, very important. And um, we're an ageing population as well. So I suspect that the load is going to get heavier. But we're well placed and well prepared with the support that I've mentioned that's available to us. So I'd just like to thank the bank once again. And uh, they are a remarkable lot of people, I must say. Very much so. And do everything with good faith. Mm -hmm. And it's terrific. It's a terrific relationship we have. So thank you very much, Gareth. And thanks for your invitation too. I had no idea this Zoom stuff and, <laughs> and all that sort of... I'd never been involved in it. Uh, so uh, one of my friends and one of your bank staff, John Stroud, uh, gave me a dry run. So Yes, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. he told me how to go. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to him too that we've been able to exchange views. Uh, thank you very much, Gareth. Thank you very much, Roger. Thank you for a great uh, lot of information there. Uh, I'm going to wrap this episode up now. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, tune in again next time, and hopefully it won't be quite so long between episodes. So thank you very much. My name is Gareth Littlehales. I'm your host. And uh, this has been the Community Roundabout podcast. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Everyone knows Australia has four big banks, but the fifth biggest retail bank is snapping at their heels. It's a bank that's been around for over 160 years, has over 500 branches Australia-wide, looks after over 1.6 million customers, and was voted the most trusted bank in the Roy Morgan All-Brand Net Trust Score Survey July 2018. Who is this fantastic number five? Yep, it's Bendigo Bank. The Better Big Bank. This episode was brought to you by Mount Evelyn and Districts Financial Services Limited. It was hosted, produced and edited by Gareth Littlehales. We can be found on Facebook and Instagram under Mount Evelyn and Districts Community Bank. For more information about our banking products, come and see our friendly staff at the Mount Evelyn branch. Shop 2, 35 to 39, 
Ray Crescent, Mount Evelyn. Or call us on 9737-1833 or email Mount Evelyn Mailbox at bendigoadelaide.com.au. Thank you for listening.